0: I live intuitively. I trust my intuition in every as much as I can in all moments. And the reason being is that this is something we need to start practicing. Uh, It's like a muscle. If we want to get fitter or stronger, we need to go out and move our body on a regular basis. So if we want to if we want our intuition to grow and be able to use it in our life to add more meaning, then we need to practice connecting to our intuition and practice trusting what's coming up for us.
1: All mystics have a story of how they found their spiritual calling and how they continue to deepen their own spirituality and connection to the universe. Let us hear their stories so that we may be inspired to continue ours. Awakening stories. Hello, Mystics. Thank you for tuning in to another installment of Awakening Stories. Today I'm joined by a fellow spiritual podcaster who is also an elite athlete, which is an interesting combination, one we haven't come across yet with in the series. Her experience playing sport for 15 years has influenced her spirituality and her mindset and obviously all areas of her life in all sorts of amazing ways. And I very much look forward to hearing all of her words of wisdom about it. She's also a gifted healer and she's highly intuitive and she listens to her own guidance and intuition when creating her content, knowing that what needs to be created will be created in good time and it'll reach whoever it needs to be Reach, which is such a great way to create things. So please joining in welcoming Kay from the Soul to Soul podcast. Hi, Kay. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you this uh, evening for me? Morning for you.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. I am ahead of you by about 12 or so hours i think or a little bit more than that so yeah i'm i'm doing really well it's a bit rainy here but that's okay it's moody i like it
1: yeah that's kind of (laughs) nice it's so amazing how we're able to connect from like literal opposite sides of the globe i just think that that blows my mind i love it it's incredible isn't it it really is so how did your spiritual journey kind of begin was it like an instant moment was it just more of a gradual thing how did it all start
0: When I reflect on it, I remember as a young girl, my grandfather passed away in our home. And I used to see this little man in my doorway when I'd wake up during the night. And at the time, I really had no awareness around spirits and had no idea who it was. And he never moved, he just stood in the doorway and looked the same. And so, that would probably be the first spiritual experience that I actually recall. And it wasn't until I was an adult visiting a psychic that I put the two and two together when the psychic shared with me that my grandfather was one of my guardians. And I realized, oh my gosh, the little man in the doorway is my grandfather. He used to be a bookie when he was alive and now having my understanding Uh, dreams and how past loved ones like to appear to us in in dreams I I put two and two together went and had a chat with my mum and I told her this little man that used to stand in my doorway wore a bookie's hat and looked like a bookmaker not knowing that he was a bookie and so she confirmed with me and said he used to be a bookmaker and so for those who don't know a bookmaker is it's someone um, at the races that you place bets with and that was his profession. So that was my earliest experience of spirituality. And just kind of snowballed from there, huh? Yeah, no, I think for me, I then, as I grew up, I grew up in in a religious household. So uh, my parents are very religious and they're Catholics. And so I think my spirituality perhaps was educated through the religious, institution to start off with there was a sense of peace that I felt going to church and there were elements of religion that I really resonated with strongly. I played the organ at the church and contributed in in that way and in primary school I really really enjoyed that. And as I grew older, obviously I started to form my own ideas of uh, what I resonated with and and then I that is when I was playing sport and and then when I finished playing sport is really when my personal development journey took off to another level because I had to navigate the concept of being an athlete that that was not my identity that wasn't who I was it was something that I did and Mm. that was a very that is was my entryway into spirituality to tell you the truth because I then got a chance to discover Kay and discover the essence of me as a person. And that led me to um, learning from spiritual mentors and spiritual teachers. And it was just that next chapter of my life was so exciting. And I'm still here 20 something years later. So.
1: That's incredible. I, I love late awakenings. You know what I mean? Like You obviously had the gifts from a young age, but you had an opportunity as an adult to do something completely different than what you already knew. And I think moving away from or realizing what your identity is versus what you're doing is such a profound realization that everyone at some point needs to have.
0: It is really powerful because when you can detach your identity from what you do or what you pour your energy to into in your life, it allows you to not, take everything that happens in your life personally because you then have that ability to to understand, well, the essence of who I am perhaps doesn't connect with what's happening in your life. And whereas we can, everything is tied um, into one for a lot of us. And an example of that is uh, if we have a job and we lose our job, often we can take that personally because our identity is connected to the job that we do. And understandably so if you're spending so many hours a day in in a certain role, but when we can understand that we get to choose who we wanna be in every moment, then that really is empowering in so many ways. And for me to have been able to, to combine what I learned as an athlete in terms of visualization, determination, discipline and put, putting in the effort to go after my dreams has actually helped me to transfer that skill set into what I'm doing now, as as well as uh, my parenting. So what I've learned through parenting, I find that I'm combining all those things right now. So the timing is perfect, if you know what I mean.
1: I, I absolutely do. Timing is always perfect. And it's it's such a sign of spiritual I don't really have a word i don't want to say accomplishments but because that implies that it's the end but it is a sign of spiritual growth to be able to integrate your lessons into all areas of your life like that it's so profound and a beautiful way to to continue on to continue on down your path
0: yeah i'm really really happy with where i am at right now
1: yeah and your sport was soccer I Sorry. did. I played okay. I
0: played soccer at a uh, pretty high level here in Australia and um, also played into internationally, got to represent Australia at junior and youth level. And then I was uh, selected in the Sydney Olympic 2000 training squad. I did retire before the Olympics. So I was dropped out of the squad. And that's another beautiful part of my story because through that experience, I learned that my my soul had chosen its journey and initially I really obviously took that to heart but down the track I realized you know what I was always meant to experience that loss and Mm -hmm. learn how to turn that loss into something more powerful in my life so yeah I'm I'm, yeah I'm (laughs) very very grateful for the experiences that uh, being an elite athlete afforded me. I was very, very fortunate. I had some amazing experiences, and and also got to travel internationally. Mm-hmm. And as a young person traveling internationally, that's mind blowing. So, yeah, I kind of wish my kids and my husband actually got to see that part of my life. That would be my. If I could turn back time, I would love for them to to see that because soccer in Australia now and in America is really big and um, I was really blessed to be a part of the infancy of where soccer is now and so to be able to turn on a television and watch games live is pretty incredible.
1: Right for sure I can imagine my husband loves sports all kinds of sports so he often talks about the next big sport thing so it's interesting to hear you reference the infancy of soccer because it's like like you said, it's huge. Like you, it's weird to think about something that's so big to have like a beginning phase, and same yeah. like the, and spirituality is the same way. You know, like we're we're now in such a lifestyle that it comes so naturally and it's so important to us. Like it's so easy to forget. Like oh, I was just seeing figures in my doorway when I was a kid. I didn't know what that meant. Like now look where I am.
0: I also make the um, make the time to thank uh, mentors who have been in this space for a very long time, because I understand that they have been in this space at its infancy, so yeah. to speak. Because now it really is becoming popular, and I think that's incredible. I it really, I don't, really don't care how people come to spirituality as long as they get to find themselves. So yeah, we're we're involved at. A very special time i think
1: do you are you experiencing that as well absolutely i definitely am experiencing that and i definitely agree with it too i i find it hard to find some information about certain topics that i want to learn about now and i can't imagine what it would have been like 40 years ago you know as a young adult trying to find this information like how hard that must have been but they persevered and they paved the way and now it's accelerating and assisting in the growth of everyone on the planet changing everyone's yeah. lives
0: yeah and it's so exciting for our
1: children yeah it really is the whole new generation of basically different humans that are getting born right now that's so, right yeah it's crazy to think about especially since I have a little one I'm like you're not the same as me you're like a different kind of species going on here
0: <laughs> Sometimes I, I feel, when she like, makes... oh, I feel like there's so much more evolved than we are and oh! In, yeah. in that little package like you just you can just feel feel that they're here to teach us
1: yes I totally agree I've already learned so much and no, only nine months with her so I totally get that and this is kind of leading us into the next question I like to ask which is what does the term spiritual awakening mean for you
0: okay so when I think about my journey I feel like the lessons that are meant to come my way come at the, the time that they're meant to come. And for me, that's that awakening then is a continual awakening. It's not just one awakening. I feel like when I'm growing and going to the next level, there's always a new awakening. And it really is just bringing us back to self and bringing us back to the essence of who we are. And, and every lesson, is just a reminder to connect to our soul and to be guided by whatever wants to come through us. So I guess that would
1: be my my understanding of a spiritual awakening. That is beautiful. Is it the same message for everyone? Just delivered differently, do you think?
0: I think what I'm learning through hosting my wellness events and working with clients is that We all have our own way of awakening and in the work that I do, I love to hold space for that, but I in no way think that I know how someone is going to receive their messages or how someone is going to awaken. And But if we can hold space for that and we're we're all open to receive uh, the love, the light that wants to be shared with us and the intuitive messages, I believe it will happen
1: in its perfect time just like it's meant to always always absolutely that's so beautiful I just want to like sit with that so lovely
0: (laughs) and I only ever share my own lived experience and because this this space is a very it's an infinite space Mm -hmm. and we can only work from what we know so that is my limited my limited understanding of what I know
1: You say it's limited but i know you're very knowledgeable you've worked with a lot of clients you've seen a lot so you do know quite a bit
0: (laughs) i love i think all my life i've loved observing human behavior and i combined that understanding of patterns patterns and in uh different people that i work with and i recognize patterns And so to be able to use that in my work is incredible because it gives me a deeper understanding of, you know, not not only the chakras and the energies and receiving messages, uh, it just helps
1: me to work with clients moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. How do you normally receive your messages? So
0: it's changed and it continues to change and evolve. That is one thing that I am learning initially at the beginning of my journey, I was sharing with you when we spoke before that I was just interested in personal development. And then as a parent, I decided that I just want to be the best person I can be for my little humans to get the best from their mum. And so they are my inspiration to do what I'm doing now because I, I, I want to leave this planet knowing that I've put everything into being the best mum that I can be and the best person now for myself. But I started doing this because I wanted to be an awesome mum, And so I started with, I always have had a sense of knowing about things and, you know, I could go to a soccer game and I would know a certain team was going to win and a certain team was going to lose. So when I look back, that sense of, um, Claire Caldesons. it's always been there in my life I've always had a knowing I'm very good at knowing if people are lying or they're not lying and now I know why and um and then I went and did a spirituality course at the recommendation of a friend and it was there that I learned that I very much feel sensations and I feel it to the point that I can see sometimes and so from there, I just explored the idea of being an empath and the claircognizance, knowing. And like you said, it was really hard to find information back then when I was really intrigued about it. And everyone I was coming across were clairvoyants mm. and they used the language I see. And I couldn't resonate with that. Or I could resonate with their message but not the I see. And so I just sat with the feeling and kept exploring the feeling and then, and meditating. And through meditation, I then started to receive visitations through my dreams. So I was seeing, I was seeing in dream state and which is pretty special. And from there, I now can see Uh, people shapeshift if they're a shapeshifter are you familiar with shapeshifting
1: i am but i've never experienced it i only have my understanding from what i've read about it it's a new development for
0: me and when i first saw somebody change before me i was like
1: (laughs) okay let's put a pin in the other stuff i want to hear more about this that sounds really interesting so
0: shape shifting for me what what i see is the person in front of me changes so for me it's like do you remember the overhead projectors of course yes, I do overhead projectors so it's like someone putting something on an overhead projector but over your body and your body's the same but your features change and shift and so it's only a recent development for me in the last mu- uh, year or so And this is a
1: person that's on this side not on the other side correct
0: yes a human okay. being and uh different people So the first time it happened for me, I was attending a workshop and we were sharing. And as this person sat in the middle of circle, she changed for me into an American Indian woman. And I was just like, what just happened? And I didn't feel comfortable sharing at the time because I was processing. But what I did was I went up to her afterwards and explained to her what my experience was. and, And she just said to me, yep, that's one of my past lives. And oh. I was like, wow. So, and then uh, a healer, a friend of mine here on the Sunshine Coast, I went and saw her and she is a shapeshifter and I didn't know that. And during her my healing, I looked up and I saw her features change and she looked like a little man to me. And I, I shared that with her at the end. And so she uh, has certain people that, come in and take over her body during healings. Sure. Uh, So she explained that to me and she asked me if I was, he was Balinese or he was Irish. And all I could say was, well, he didn't look Irish. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I've had it recently with a client of mine in her healing, she changed on the table. So it's just, I'm very accepting of how my abilities can change and expand. So it's yeah. it's really exciting, actually. Yeah,
1: that's incredible. Now, I I'm not sure if you'll know the answer to this, but does everybody have the ability to, to show up in this way for you? Like, is it is it the person that's the shapeshifter, or is it how you're perceiving their energy that's coming off? I have no idea, but I really okay. do believe that
0: uh, it is happening with people who are highly evolved.
1: Okay. You will tell sense. me if I turn into like a, something cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to know. <laughs> I do know that I used, one of my past lives was, I don't want to say pirate, but like a seafaring person. So if all of a sudden i look like a pirate, maybe, maybe that's I will it. tell you. Yeah. So <laughs> I've
0: been, I have been told that if you sit in front of the mirror and meditate with your eyes open, that that's, that's one way that mm, you can actually see if that happens for yourself
1: it's a similar exercise to how you could see your own aura so yes i guess that's, that's right. kind of like the next step of that interesting yeah i've only ever read about that sort of thing so i've never actually experienced it so that's really cool to hear to hear more about that that's interesting so i'm also i want to backtrack a little bit and ask you a question um with your clear cognizance if you could essentially know who was going to win the matches did, how did that affect your mindset going into it, if it was like a game that you were involved in, or maybe you just kind of, maybe it was part of the tournaments or something like that. Like, did it affect you at all? Your so I worked as an athlete empowerment coach for a while
0: before I stepped into this space. And I, I, I noticed a difference in mindset when I'd step on a field and play sport with the young people that I'd be working with and recognize that not everybody has a winning mindset or sure. a mindset where they believe they're going to win and I do. So whatever whatever thing I'm competing in, I just believe I'm going to do well. Does that make cool. sense? Yeah, it and, does. And when looking back on that, I really think that the experience of doing well has contributed to having that mind that mindset and that belief that I can do well because I have all that proof in the past. So for for me, I don't think I ever recognized the winning and the losing. I recognized when I was watching games. So they weren't games that I was a part of.
1: Okay, sure.
0: But I wonder if that knowing also helped me to be confident when I was playing. Does
1: that absolutely. make sense? It absolutely does. And I'm, I'm confident that it did because that's how the law of attraction works. Mm. So, and, and I'm kind of wondering if you've ever like had a client that didn't have the past experience of having done well. But wants to change it to a winning mindset, but they didn't necessarily have like the proof as as you had, how would they, how would they be able to cultivate a winning mindset if they don't have that proof to themselves already? That is such a good question.
0: And so what happens when you work with me is I will ask you what areas of your life you do feel confident in. And everybody has an area of their life where they feel confident whether it's cooking in the kitchen, whether they're an artist, whether they are able to cultivate amazing relationships. So generally they will come to me when they would like assistance with nurturing a certain area of their life. And when I can show them that they already do have the skill set because they're using those skills in the area of their life that they're confident in, then what we do is we just transfer that and we apply those skills because what becomes evident to me is they're actually not using those skills in the area that they're wanting to grow in, but they may not realize it. So it then makes it so easy because it's just about transferring that skill into this area and applying it. And it always works.
1: It always works. That's amazing. Just busting through all those limiting beliefs, (laughs) like it's nobody's business
0: (laughs) yeah and I'm really all about proof like having proof in your life so when you go and apply some simple simple steps simple strategies and then I'll ask them to come back to me and let me know when they experience that little success big success you know it's it, it all matters and then they're then creating the proof for themselves in their life that they can actually have that winning mindset for themselves
1: Absolutely. That's so cool. Definitely helpful to all sorts of people, not just athletes, but and anyone that definitely applies to things. Everyone needs a winning mindset.
0: Yes, that's right. And that's why I've
1: stepped away from sport now, because I believe that the
0: the skills that we use in the sporting arena needs to be available to everybody.
1: Right. Absolutely. That's so cool. I love all of that. So this is kind of, um, you kind of answered this question a little bit, but how did you discover your specific healing modality like how did you how did you find your system that helps the most with people
0: Mm. so it's evolving and you alluded to it at the beginning when you introduced me i live intuitively Mm -hmm. i trust my intuition in every as much as i can in all moments and the reason being is that this is something we need to start practicing uh, it's like a muscle if we want to get fitter or stronger we need to go out and move our body on a regular basis so if we want to if we want our intuition to grow and be able to use it in our life to add more meaning then we need to practice connecting to our intuition and practice trusting what's coming up for us and but for some people your, your audience I'm assuming is very familiar with spirituality so I don't have to change the language but it's about trusting your gut hunches and the mm-hmm. ideas that are dropping into your mind and how your body responds to situations in your life and and then acting from that space. So for an example, I use a lot, which is easy for a lot of people to understand is if you're driving in the car, and you're going to your job, and your hunch is to take a different route to your work. Most of us will just go the same way because we know that that's safe. And we know the familiar, the familiar. So but if your intuition saying, Hey, why don't you go left, then until we trust that we're not actually going to know why we're meant to turn left, if we normally would go right. Does that make sense? It
1: does. I did that today. Ah. <laughs> when I was normal, I was like, I'm going to go this way today. And then I ended up seeing like a house that had a really beautiful display of Christmas lights. Like obviously that, that might not have been it, but I was like, oh, it was so pretty. So yeah, I mean, if I had gone my normal way, I wouldn't have seen a beautiful sight. So that's so, right. And that that yeah. added more meaning to your life,
0: didn't it? Yeah, it, it sure did. Because enjoyed- you so for me the the connection with intuition is really really strong and to be able to and for me i followed that path for a long time because i didn't believe i had abilities mm-hmm. and and then i discovered oh yeah i really do kind of have some abilities and and then i just explored so if a course came up that i was really interested in um, after i did my Lightworker course i think it medical Intuitive. Course or workshop came up and I was really intrigued. So I just follow my curiosity and I follow my excitement. And so I went and did that course and then discovered oh, I actually have the ability to know what's going on health-wise. I don't call myself a medical intuitive, but I that inner knowing mm-hmm. of what's happening with someone, that's what I learned through that. So just practicing. And I've learned that I can just practice that for myself now. I don't always have to be in a group setting but you do learn from others when you're in a group setting as well. So a combination of both and just connecting with people in this space has
1: helped me to develop my abilities. Absolutely. And form lifelong friendships, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, with incredible people.
1: Yeah. Like
0: the people that are coming into my space now, I've, just, I've been wanting this for years and, and now it's
1: just so exciting. I really relate to that because that's one of the things that drew me to this whole world as well because I it was I knew that it was a base of love and I wanted more love in my life and more more platonic love like not necessarily more romance because I have a husband and all that so we're good there (laughs) but I wanted more like friendships and things that were actual deep connections but without the romance and just more soul guidance you know in general from other people because the spirit talks to you, right? And spirit gives you uh, guidance, but it's not quite the same as when another human being can talk to you and give you guidance that way. It's a little bit easier to understand and and implement and it's more tangible. So it's, it has its own value.
0: It is. And what I've discovered through my events is everybody has different ways of interpreting their guidance. Mm -hmm. And so if I can just hold a space for them to be able to interpret it in their way. So some people are visual, you know, some people like to watch videos. Some people like to listen to audio. That's why podcasts are so popular now. Some people like to read blogs, like there's all different ways that we can consume what we need to learn. And, and I think that is where the power is at. If you recognize how your intuition communicates to you, that's your superpower. And I really think you can facilitate and fast track your abilities when you recognize how you interpret
1: information and how you learn. Absolutely. I was recently talking with another intuitive about this exact idea. And she pointed out to me that Yeah. If you pay attention to your language, how you phrase things, and and you mentioned this earlier, like if you say, I see a lot, I see this. So I see, I understand now or whatever. That means you're more probably clairvoyant. I say, I hear that a lot, or I hear what you're saying. So I I know I'm clairaudient or I feel that I, I feel it in my guts or whatever gut feeling more clairsentient. So that's a great way to, to start understanding how you receive and interpret your own information. Yes.
0: And even in your everyday life, if you listen to how people articulate themselves, it will give you an insight into how they want you to communicate with them.
1: So it's really, it's really powerful tool. For sure. Yeah. And even if you're not yet gifted enough or able to see and interpret their own energy field, so you know that right off the bat, just, yeah, that's just a more tangible way of understanding and assessing how you can best communicate with them. That's yeah. That's really good in the workplace, specifically in corporate America. I've taken a lot of workshops about that sort of thing, and it definitely comes in handy. It's it's nice when you know how to best communicate with somebody. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. And your love languages too. That makes me think of that um, mm-hmm. that popular concept of love languages.
0: Love languages is something that I uh, that I share with all my clients as well, because oh, that's yeah. a that's a really great place to start if you're entry level into spirituality.
1: Yeah, is. it absolutely is. And,
0: it is. I actually used that in my parenting with my youngest daughter because I was really confused as to why she was uh, physical, and I, I felt that it wasn't modelled to her. So I wanted to understand how how she came to be like that way. So because when as a baby she used to like frenzy shark attack, couldn't even walk, and would just like l- latch onto her older sister. And I was like, wow, Like you are like eight months old. How do you know to do that? And when I discovered that her love language was touch and learned to understand that that's the way that she interpreted whether she was loved in the world, so if you hugged her or tickled her or, you know, just held her hand, um, that she would also express herself in anger or frustration in that way as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, so, for sure. And so when I learned that, I was like, okay, it makes sense now why she gets physical. So if we, if I were to to hit her, her, her and her sister would have a play fight, she she would have to have the last hit. Hmm. That's just how it works for her. So when you um, – there is a love languages for children and teens as well. It's, it's incredible when you – it will help you with all your relationships. It will help you – to understand and when you know what your loved one's primary love languages are you know how to connect with them and you can diffuse so many situations without even have to go go further down the line to sort them out it's pretty incredible Gary Chapman is amazing so yes
1: and it's such a quick read too and it's like a cute little online quiz it's really easy to find out your love languages and don't assume what your love language is because I definitely thought Mine was words of affirmation when it is is not. That was my lowest one and it's definitely touch. So, um, yeah, that's, don't assume. And what's interesting, I feel like there's a gap with the love language conversation where we don't really talk about how people express love. Cause I feel like, I think of my stepfather, for example, like it's clear to me that his, um, the way he expresses love is giving gifts, but I know that he, his love language is touch because they did the quiz and whatever. So. I, I don't know. I feel like there's kind of a disconnect there and how you express it to how you receive it. Maybe that's not for all people. Maybe it's just him. I don't, I don't know. I, I, do feel like well, disconnect.
0: I think you've got to trust whatever your lived experience is, right? Yeah. And, and just can bring in your unique flavor and your understanding of what it is. I know Jay Shetty, uh, he, he then believes that our love languages come from what we didn't receive as oh, yeah. in our childhood he mm. he believes that that's why we have those love languages
1: is because that's what we're seeking now so that throws a wrench in there doesn't it <laughs> like then that really does bring it to um spiritual healing and growth and working through your trauma and that sort of thing because if you know yeah. if you follow that that theory and you know that your love language is words of affirmation like maybe you weren't reassured enough growing up yeah what are the other ones there's touch love gift giving quality time yes and words of affirmation okay fantastic yeah that was was a nice little quiz there if you can name all of them
0: (laughs) I always leave one out I always have four and then I'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) so I'm glad you recalled them because I was paying attention I was like right right pay attention yes
1: (laughs) perfect awesome yeah that's a great place to start so um how or what do your personal spiritual practices look like like on a day-to-day basis
0: yeah this is exciting
1: it, it it
0: evolves and it changes i want to preface this with the fact that it changes that's part of connecting to your intuition so for me right now my i'll take you through my day because that will show you what i do so in yes. the morning i wake up and i've recently learned that if we move before we meditate that it expands the chi and it allows us to receive more. And I learned that from Michael Beckwith. Okay, sure. And I was, that really resonated with me. And I thought, okay, I'm going to explore this. So I'll get up in the morning now and go for a walk or do some interval training at the front here. We live in a cul-de-sac. And then I will sit down and meditate when I can. And I, it, it's right, you you feel so different than if you are just sitting down to meditate. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm exploring at the moment and it's working for me. And then what I'll do when I'm exercising, I will repeat mantras or affirmations whilst I'm exercising because it's really important for me to transform my mindset. And if I wake up tired, uh, it's really important for me to be showing up in a positive way to everyone in my life and you know i can show up here in in a way that i want people to see me at the end of the day it's so important for my family to be receiving the best version of me over as well as everybody else does that Mm -hmm. make sense it does so uh one of my my promises to myself is to be that same person everywhere i go and, and then uh, the other thing that is included in my spiritual practice in the morning, we, we, these are my non-negotiables. These are the things that um, really mean a lot to me is connection. Mm-hmm. And so I will make the time to connect with my family before we all go our separate ways to work and to school. Uh, yeah, so that's my morning practice. And then at the moment, I've been sitting down to meditate again later in the day, and I'm pretty flexible with that. It really is just about when that opportunity presents itself to me. And I guess being in nature is the other thing. So I do that in the morning and we have a beautiful outside area here. And if the weather's warm, I'll take the uh, the cushions down and I'll meditate outside. And so that forms the crux of my spiritual practice. And then before I go to bed at night, I have a gratitude diary and um, I'm not strict about that but if I feel like writing in the gratitude diary then I do and it has some beautiful prompts in there and then I'll then I'll pray like I'll connect with my spiritual support team or or pray for loved ones that um, need healing at the moment like that's really important for me to go in here and establish a really solid mindset especially in the work that we do
1: right. So yeah,
0: that would be my spiritual practice. Yeah,
1: I love it. I love when it just is so seamless and effortless. And I find a lot of people um, perform their spiritual, the bulk of their spiritual practices, their them time, their self-care happens like right away when they wake up. Mm -hmm. Has has it always been that way with you?
0: No, because I have children and I have obligations and they go to school and Uh, It has always changed for me. It always Mm -hmm. changed. It's always been very important. As an athlete, I knew, I've always known that exercise makes me feel good. So that has been a part of my life for as long as I've known it and will be a part of my life until the day I die. So uh, for me, it's been really finding confidence in myself. And for me to do that, I need to have quiet and space and i need to spend time with me this this is in this stage of my life this is where i need to be so the older that i get the more i realize that that time with myself is really really important to to get to know me especially as a parent <laughs> you know it, it is often about everybody else mm-hmm. and what i i came to this aha moment as a parent because I I was very anxious. I wanted to get things right, being a high achiever. You know, you want your your kids to have a certain journey. And I realised, you know what, mum has to take care of herself. Otherwise, I'm running on an empty tank and they're going to get the resentful mum. They're going to get the angry mum. They're not going Mm -hmm. to get um, the mum that is taking time for herself. But I needed to make a promise to me that I was worth it. And I remember sitting down and asking myself, how much time do I put into my loved ones? How much time am I putting into my friends, my husband, my children? And then in reality, how much time am I putting into me? And I realised I was showing up for everybody else. And I actually wasn't putting that much time into myself apart from my exercise. Like the exercise just wasn't enough. It got to a point where that wasn't enough. It needed to be something more. And so I needed to make it easy, and I did a lot of um, book work at home when my girls were young. So what I did, I didn't enjoy the bookwork, and I decided that I needed to make it easy, and I wanted to enjoy it. So I started listening to Hay House, Hay House Radio. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? I sure do. <laughs> so I would be listening to Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay and Carolyn yeah. Mace and mm-hmm. Doreen and all those people, and I would just listen to the audio as I worked. And that then started to challenge my thoughts and the way I thought. And I did a health coaching course with Institute of Integrative Nutrition where my daughters had some health issues and learned about intuitive eating. And so these little wisdom nuggets started to drop into my consciousness where I was like, I really resonate with intuitive eating. You know, when we're told in the world that there's all these diets that we need to we need to follow. Right. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that resonated with me was in everything to do with intuition. And so I started to then make little connections. Okay. The theme here is intuition, intuition in every area of my life, intuitive parenting and intuition in in terms of my business. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. And that, fits everything i already know about you you know i'm not surprised to hear you say that at all like intuitive eating intuitive parenting intuitive business intuitive content creation which is what you do as well yes your intuitive led uh, client sessions too yeah it's it's clear to me that that's very um a natural superpower that you have intuitive exercise too intuitive ex- oh yeah yeah i always forget about exercise because i don't like sweating <laughs> I like yoga. You can dance. You can dance. I love dance. Yeah, I grew grew up dancing, so I like to do that. But I don't really, I don't really enjoy running or anything. No, and and you neither do I. I don't
0: enjoy running either. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that isn't that ironic? It kind of is a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. I grew up. I enjoy games. Yeah. So I will run if it's a game, and I realize that if you tell me it's a game or a relay or something, I'm in. Uh, If you tell me to go and run 5k's that's just the most boring thing and my and my body is not a, a jogging body it's just It's I'm a power athlete I'm speed so it doesn't suit me to jog I'm at
1: speed I definitely like to think of myself more as grace maybe Yes. Yeah, see <laughs> look- I wish I, I wish I was grace <laughs> <laughs> that, so I want to circle back a little bit you mentioned that um one of your spiritual practices with your family on the, every day, the non-negotiable is to connect with each other before you all head out. Now is there structure to that or is it just more like here we all are, I love you sort of a thing or just so that's my that's my need, not
0: necessarily theirs. okay they do they do know that it's important to me. It's something I've recently shared with them. We're very fortunate in that all of us have a primary love language of quality time. Oh, so yeah. my family loves spending time together, and and I've I've shared with them that I will sit there and spend time with them even if they're cranky, it, you know it's not always positive, um and and I will offer to help them before they leave the house if, um it's just really important to me and it has because then our day can end up being anything, and they have right. commitments so I have commitments so at least I know I have spent that time with them and I really do it really does fill my heart up when that happens so my husband asked me this morning if I had time to have breakfast with him and initially you know I have my day scheduled and initially I was like oh I don't think so I have a full day today and then I just went he's he's trying to connect with you that's important how Mm. can you shift that around and so I changed my day around and and we went and had breakfast together
1: Oh, that's a so maze. Nice. Yeah, I mean, there is another example of your intuition going, hey, pay attention to this, it's important.
0: Always, if I react and um, are very fast with my response and my, my intuition knows that that wasn't the right answer, it just comes in straight away and goes, mm, mm,
1: mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little attitude there.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. That's not what you're doing. And it's it's very, my intuition doesn't let me go against it anymore. Because i get signs i get i know that something will go wrong if i don't listen to it so i listen mm-hmm. i listen
1: wow that's incredible a lot of people don't can't confidently say that but they try they want to get there so yeah that's right, and it's just baby steps, isn't it? It is, it really is. That's really all you can do. I mean, you cannot run until you've learned to crawl as much as you may want to. As much as my baby wants to run, she cannot, because she cannot walk yet. <laughs> so. in, in my parenting, I've learned, uh,
0: because sometimes, and you will find this, that your fear will step in, and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll want to make a decision from that space, and my girls are teenagers now, so uh, there are a lot more things that we're navigating that are new and sometimes the new is unfamiliar and you you're just experimenting and trialing along the way and now like I'm very honest with my girls and will share how I feel and then at the same token we'll then turn it over to them so even if I'm feeling scared so example my my daughter's starting to go and drive with other young drivers so that's a legitimate uh situation a lot of people go through and I want to intuitively navigate my way through it but there's this element of preconditioning right Mm -hmm. and and so that pops up and so what I what I do now is I explain how I feel and then I'll turn it over to my daughters and go but how do you feel how do you feel do you feel safe do you feel confident making this choice and then I just give them the freedom to make the choice that they want to they want to make for themselves because ultimately I want them to make their decisions intuitively as well and if As a parent, I'm not letting them do that. Then how do they develop their own intuitive connection with self?
1: Right. Absolutely. It's a great opportunity that a lot of young adults don't have with their parents. Like a lot of people start building this connection with their intuition and making intuitive decisions like well into their adulthood or just kind of on their own when they're a young teenager. But for the most part, they're not like guided by a parental figure to do such a thing.
0: Yeah. And it's something I do work with teens as well. So it's something that I'm trying to share and who knows, I might end up doing something around intuitive parenting. It, it is something I'm trying to share with people in my community and, and share from that space because we all, that, that is always going to lead us down the path we're meant to go.
1: Absolutely. is
0: trusting our intuition and our children have such a strong intuitive Abilities when they're young, and if that's nurtured from a young age, it's only going to expand, and they will make good decisions for themselves because they will trust their connection to self. And most of the things that are going, are happening adversely and going haywire is number one when we're not feeling confident in ourselves, we make decisions that don't support that because we're seeking. And number two, that's a sign that we don't have a connection to self, is when we go seeking it in in external validation in an external situations so if we can focus on confidence and we can focus on connection to self those two things combine uh it's only going to help us just to
1: skyrocket in life absolutely i could not agree more with that especially when the younger you can the, the younger you are and the sooner you start doing that the more powerful and easier it will be to do that because you won't be mugged down by so many
0: Life yeah. experiences
1: shaping your perspective. Yeah. And and that
0: doesn't mean that you won't life won't throw you curveballs. Oh
1: right. Of
0: course. Right. Right. The the curveballs when they come is just our intuition going, right, you have an opportunity to grow right now.
1: Yeah.
0: And <laughs> and, and I'm learning to get excited about them now. Once I've processed the curveball, I'm like, oh, I'm about to learn something new. So I can either get excited and, and lean in or, or I can resist it.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's profound right there. Something I would like to get better at, I'm trying to get better at as well as seeing the opportunity for growth as it's happening. Because it's easy in hindsight, right? To go back, wow, that was that grew leaps and bounds learning that, from that. But while it's happening it's definitely a whole nother a whole nother ballpark. Well, I can tell you at your age, I was not evolved in the slightest. So you are way ahead oh. of me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So kind of uh, going off of that, what would you tell your younger self then about your spiritual awakening?
0: I would tell myself to trust my feelings, to always trust my feelings, even if it, if it felt hard to always speak my truth. As one of my life lessons has been to uh, honor my voice and and validate my thoughts and trust in my thoughts whereas as as a young child I was often told to be quiet because I like to talk and I like to ask questions and so I would tell my younger self to really explore my curiosity and trust in all that
1: that's a great thing to tell your younger self what has surprised you the most on your spiritual journey Oh, do you know what surprised
0: me? I get excited. Is the, is the domino effect in parenting. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Because I expect it within my own world, but to then see it flow on into the world of my daughter's friends, my friends, their family, the impact that we have on just walking our truth, how it then can ripple out into the world is amazing. And so that has surprised me. I never expected that.
1: That's amazing. I love a- asking that question because all the women just always say something totally different. But it's always something to the effect of how it's impacted other people or how other people have impacted them. Like, this, I think you're number 12 or 13 so far that I've done. and. For awakening stories, and all of the women say something to that effect where it's the community, it's the people. I've learned so much, or I realised I can teach other people, or it's it's absolutely beautiful. And secondly,
0: the it's my grandmother is the impetus be- behind my huge spiritual awakening. This happened once she passed away and she started sending me signs and she'd fill this room with her cigarette smoke that she smoked, which was a special brand of French cigarettes. And I'm quite healthy, so it, it just little signs like that. And when she passed away, wherever I go, I felt just loved, so much love, and I knew it was her. And so the, the understanding that our our soul is always here, and when we pass away, we are still going to be here. It's just our physical self that is going to move on and that we can still continue our relationships beyond that would be the other thing that has surprised
1: me absolutely i will preach that from the top of the buildings to everyone in the world that's like one of the my driving my personal driving uh beliefs is that life does continue on so it is surprising
0: i I think you have to experience it though don't you
1: yeah i mean it's nice and fun like oh ghosts okay but yeah until you experience that profound love not like a spooky haunting like that. I mean sure that's fun too but when you feel that profound love phone that you know from somebody on the other side that you know loves you it, it is life-changing yep absolutely beautiful ah oh, my heart <laughs> I love all of that so we're wrapping up here on time how about you let the people know where we can find you online and how we get into your world
0: You can visit me at soultosoulwellness.com.au on my website. Uh, The best place probably to connect with me will be Instagram or Facebook. So uh, you have the website scrolling down the bottom of here, so you'll be able to find that. Or if you search Kay Vlachos, K-A-Y-E-V-L-A-C-H-O-S, Uh, I will come up and I do have a Positive Vibe Tribe on Facebook, which is a free group that you can join. And that's where I spend a lot of my time in on Insta, Facebook
1: and in the Positive Vibe Tribe. Yes. And all of that will be all on the show notes. So we can all find you easily. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Kay. I feel like we've had a really beautiful conversation, mostly about intuition and trusting your intuition and, and evolving and things changing over time. But being along for the ride and I hope people are feeling inspired because I know I am thank you very much for
0: inviting me on your show I've, I've really loved meeting you and actually I'm hoping you might like to be interviewed for my podcast show. yes
1: so. yay I would love that so much what an honor thank you <laughs> awesome thank you Kay